in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Welcome, everybody, to another brand new episode of the Top 10 Show. I am John Roca. And I am Matt Nost. We're here to discuss another Top 10 list this week. Looking forward to it. Yeah. You, uh, I saw that they released the images for the new Borderlands movie. Well, yes. Silhouetted images. Yeah, silhouetted. I got to see Kate Blanchett in full color, please. I don't mind the silhouette. No surprise that they made her look exactly like that character but i'd like to see a little more i like to see the face i like to see the color on the costumes and see what they look or the uniform whatever they're wearing i don't know i will be intrigued if they can pull that movie off Mm. i like the game i it's i've played seasons one one and two Mm -hmm. and it's got a really good sense of humor um but it's it's a distinct look and how much from the silhouettes, it looks like they're going to try and bring that in. Yeah. I'll be intrigued as to whether or not this can be pulled off because they're all bright, vibrant characters. Yeah. Uh, but like, okay, all right. We're inching towards maybe something. I'm not sure yet though. I'm not trusting it because very few, if any good video game movies. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, and that's what you wonder. But it seems to have a, a but I mean Eli Roth's behind it, so I'm not holding too much hope for yeah. it, to be honest with you, because I'm not the biggest Eli Roth fan. Um and even when he stepped out of doing those like kind of torture porn or horror porn movies, he does stuff like a house with a clock in its walls, and it's okay. So it's not like he's stepping out and like this is really his calling. So yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Um I don't know. You just got Kate Blanchett on board. So mm-hmm. I kind of trust her sensibility on some level. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What I'm saying, uh, I guess <laughs> she's rarely, if ever in a clunker. So, True. I mean, obviously True. there's going to be some on her filmography that aren't the best, but it's not like she's known for it. Well, it's an interesting cast. Cause you've got Jack Black. Gina Gershon, Jamie Lee Curtis, Kevin Hart, Edgar Ramirez, uh, the dude from Creed Two, Florian Montanu. Okay, uh, I still haven't seen Victor it. Drago, uh, Cheyenne Jackson, and Haley Bennett. Uh, where have I seen? Oh, Haley Bennett. She's in um, uh, Magnificent Seven, Hillbilly Elegy. Hmm. I didn't see Hillbilly Elegy. Oh, I didn't want to. Yeah, no, neither did I, man. That was like, I was like, mm. yeah, yeah. No, I'm good. No, thanks. <laughs> if I want to watch that, I'll go wa- watch the the wild, wonderful whites of West Virginia. <laughs> if I want to watch that, I'll fly home back yeah. to Virginia. <laughs> I lived in Clarksburg, West Virginia. I, like, I know that. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> exactly. No offense. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no offense, but you need to make it realer for me to buy into having grown up with, you know what I mean? And yeah, you need to yeah. sell me on the authenticity. And a lot of times it's, I don't know. 
it seems like some accuracy and then some stereotype. Yeah, I mean, I but I think Amy Adams dirties up well. You know, like in The Fighter, mm-hmm. where she's the bartender, she does a good job of that. Even in American Hustle, when she's playing a little more of a sexy character, but it's a desperate character. So there's dirtiness to that, how she's trying to, you know, con a lot of people to live, to be able to live her life. Mm-hmm. Um, her, so I, it's somewhat believable when you see her in this thing. It's just like, uh, it's just, I just didn't want to watch it. No offense to Ron Howard, who I, I love. I, just didn't want to watch. I remember seeing the trailer and then, uh, cause I, it was on before some other movie. Yeah. And, uh, then the reviews came out and I, I was, in my head, it was like, look, it was either going to be excellent or it was going to be this. Yeah. 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 And uh, so I don't need to see this. At least right. that is prejudging. And I, I like a lot of Ron Howard's work. Guys put yeah. out a bunch of movies that I think are fantastic. Me too. Me too. Very um, much so. But yeah. <laughs> it can't all be winners, you know? Nope. 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 But I like it. It's cool. I've seen those things. Have you, did you see any of the uh, trailers, like uh, the trailer for Old, M. Night Shyamalan, or the Jungle Cruise trailer? I did see both of those, yeah. Okay. The Jungle Cruise looks fun. It looks like it's going to be, you know, not quite pirates, but more family affair type yeah. of romp. And yeah, I think yeah, it could yeah. be good. Could it be. could also be terrible. Yeah. I think it could be good. Um, Shyamalan's it's like, I, I don't know. I will wait for others to watch it and then have someone tell me it's worth seeing. Yeah. Because he is really hit and miss for me. For a lot of people, I was having this discussion with, um, with a couple of friends recently, and they were just, and I said to them, well, look at Ridley Scott's resume. He has some big misses or sure. years of misses, but I think he has engendered more goodwill with people, so they're more willing to give him a chance. Whereas I think M. Night, that mid-career swoon really lost a lot of people, and he's slowly been getting them back. But Glass was a step backwards for a lot of people, even though I liked it. It was a mm-hmm. step backwards for a lot of people, and now you're like, well, will old get people excited? Because the TV series is getting good reviews. The um, Apple yeah, I haven't seen it. Does. Yeah. So maybe. So we, you know. Yeah, potentially. But, I mean, Ridley, though, has created – an iconic franchise. Yeah. You know, from his idea. So it's a different metric. Whoever, if your friends, if you have friends arguing against that, they're wrong. No, no, they were very much. I was the one arguing for it. I said like, yeah. how come Ridley Scott gets so much, uh, you know, how can people come down on M night so hard, but then are these other directors who have just as many terrible films, if not more somehow still survive and people don't go, I don't know if I want to see another Ridley Scott film or, this Martin Scorsese film or whatever. I, uh, I just think it's easier to get there, at least for me. I know it is for me personally, because mm. if you said Ridley's going to do another uh, Aliens or Alien. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to see it. Right. I just am. Right. I've seen all the others. Why would I deviate? Well, I, I mean, I haven't seen Alien versus Predator. <laughs> I've seen, really has yeah, to do I've seen bits yet. and pieces, but I don't consider that a Ridley uh yeah. Per se. Right. Uh, <laughs> so I would totally go as much as I've been frustrated with, you know, the recent additions. It's fine. I would yeah. gladly so go. Whereas Shyamalan, like, I don't, the seventh sense, what are you trying to hook me back in with? <laughs> <laughs> I, well, that's the thing. He's a victim of his own success because mm-hmm. people came to expect something from him. So the bar 
is higher. Uh, yeah, that's a bunch of that's a bunch of hooey. I what? I, if you start hooey. eventually, you can't keep fooling the audience. If you can't keep fooling the audience well, and raising the bar, people are going to turn away from your stuff. But you're saying we pigeonholed him that as the audience. No, I said he of his own success. He is a victim of his own success. I didn't say we did it as an audience. Well, the sentence after that was, in essence, shifting the blame over to us. And I'm, no. I'm, I was sitting here thinking, look, that's what he presented to me mm-hmm. numerous times. So you're just waiting for the, where's the switcheroo? That's what I'm saying. People have expectations when they go into the film that there's going to be this inventive twist. And when the twist doesn't work for them, then they destroy the whole film. That's the... That's the uh, house of cards that he builds in every movie. Yes. Know? Oh, yeah, I agree. Doesn't doesn't work as well as like Nolan's formula. No, for sure not. Um, all right, what's your assessment here as we walk into the second round of the playoffs here, uh, Matt? Uh, hey, congrats on your W. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Congrats on your W. It took Embiid going out. Doesn't matter. Took- that's Injuries Mora. are part of the game. They are. They are. They, they are, are part of the game, and that is the roll of the dice with Embiid. Who knew? I thought what you'd was, get to. I who knew Seth Curry was going to show up and knock down 30 somebody fucking had to. points? Somebody had to career high, baby, in the playoffs. I, I thought we had him for, for at least another game. I thought for sure Russell was going to go off or Beal for like 50 points or something like Jason Tatum. But nope, that did not happen no. at all. You lost to the superior team. There's no, there's no shame in that. That's true. That's true. Um, You gave him a fight. And Bradley's not committal, non-committal about the future now. Fuck. So, I think he's pretty much gone. And I, 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 I'm I'm sure Russell's not going to stick around for a rebuild. So, um, Uh, Russell might not have any choices. (laughs) But then I saw Chris Paul. I read this morning he's turning down his forty-four million dollar extension for next year. We all knew this was coming. Forty-four million. Do you think you should be paid more than forty-four million dollars, Chris Paul? I don't think so. It doesn't matter what I think; it's what the market will bear, and I'm Ugh. pretty sure the market will bear a higher price tag for that, especially with Leon Rose in the New York Knicks looming in the, the distance. His former agent, yeah, uh, it's already been floated. He wants to potentially go to the Knicks because they're yes. a young and interesting team that's a piece away from making a push into the playoffs. I don't think Chris Paul's that piece. I'll tell you that right now. They needed steady scoring. Well, right now, yes. Do they? Yeah. The problem is playoff uh, in the playoffs now. The narrative has become Chris Paul breaks down, and he does. It yeah. just sucks. It happens every, the end of every season. A lot of wear and tear. Yeah, yeah. Because he makes a hell of a difference. Yeah, tonight's going to be. Are yeah. you kidding me? I'm so looking forward to tonight. This is fantastic. Yeah, this could be. I mean, the first time LeBron's gotten out in the first round of the series, uh, in the playoffs ever, I think. And so, uh, I believe you're right. So this is this is He's definitely something like 16 and 0 in the first round. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, listen, I'm not trying to denigrate the guy, but a lot of those first round opponents in the East were pathetic for a long time. So much so, sure. I remember one year where. They was against the Heat, and they uh, or when he was with the Heat, yeah. they crushed the Hornets or the Bobcats at that point. I apologize so hard that the guys didn't even give a shit, and they were all like good with them after the games, and they yeah. got crushed. I mean, it wasn't even, but they were just happy to be there, and they knew they had no shot. Right. You're like, 
Okay, so that's one. Okay, 15 and 0. I'm not counting that one. We just go through, but it's still impressive, man. He is, is. the second best player I've ever seen. It's right. Uh, do you think Durant ever eclipses him? Or do you think it's too late? I think he's meant too much to an entire generation for so long. Whereas, gotcha, gotcha. He is their Jordan. He is their Kobe. They'll never deviate from that. Um, right. And I know a lot of them think that they, they don't enjoy Durant. Right. As an individual. Um, yeah. So, no, I don't think he can eclipse him. Do I think he's a better basketball player right now? Yes. Durant is. Yeah. Well, his defense, if he can maintain what he did against the Celtics, he's right back to where he was in the defensive player of the year conversation a few years ago when he was with the Warriors on yeah. top of he's 14 for 19. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's LeBron looks, looks like he's slowed down and he doesn't have the, he can't pull the intensity for four quarters right now. Yep. And he's got to turn it on and turn it off. Um, there's nothing, there's no shame in that, man. No, man. It's, you get to that point age, where it is utterly impressive that he can still inflict his will when he wants to. Yeah. Um, but Father Time catches us all. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, and he's one better four. on your, he he's better on his best day than we've. Or pardon me, he's better on his worst day than we've ever been good at anything sports wise in our lives. I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> you know I, mean? I mean, the yeah. best day you've ever had is utterly eclipsed by his worst. Yeah, that's it's incredible. Yeah, uh, staring up at Ra- Rushmore, going, I, "One day, one day, I'll have my, you know, head up there." But <laughs> I don't think they're carving any more into this mountain, buddy. <laughs> I think it's done. Uh, but anyway, yeah. But no, I mean, and I, you know, no surprise with what the Nets did. Um, no. but the the Mavericks Clippers series is real interesting now. I mean, it. <laughs> It hit, the narrative started out one way, then completely did a one. Luca got hurt. It's like and indeed, then, right? And then now Luca came back and did his thing in LA again. So no team has won at home in this entire series. Nope. They're so evenly matched, clearly. And I don't know what the Clippers take away from this. Even if they do win the series, do you do you have any bets that they'll get to the finals, considering how much trouble they're having with their first round opponent? I don't know. I uh, who knows. Yeah. The team is all over the place. Yeah. It's a it's a weird that if Embiid is going to be out for any extended amount of time, the Hawks now have a shot at making oh, the final the absolutely. Eastern Finals. Trey Young looks ready, man. Well, they just they got a lot of firepower right now. And can Seth Curry get you 28 in game one if Embiid's not there? Because right. that's what you're going to need. Yep. Yep. Um I will be intrigued by that. There's a lot of good uh you know, storylines and whatnot going on right now, but mm-hmm. potentially the Lakers and Clippers going home. Whew. I can't wait for that Nets Bucks round two. That's oh man, that's gonna be that's yeah. seven. That's a seven gamer. I think that's a seven game. I think whoever wins that wins the East and has a damn good shot at winning it overall. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're a thousand percent correct. Yeah, I like both of those teams a yeah. lot. I think they're both playing really interesting, effective brands of basketball, and now it's gonna be two massive waves crashing into each other and yeah. whose style is going to win out. Yep. And am I hard right now? Well, if the camera <laughs> thankfully doesn't pan down, so you will never know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kawhi, I, that look that Ray John gave Kawhi coming off the court last night, and I watched that live time. Like, we were watching Bosch last night, but I had the game on my laptop. So I was like mm-hmm. walk, going back and forth. Uh, and I watched Kawhi hesitate on that three and then shoot it anyway. Uh, and Rondo's look that he gave him, uh, that was not like, hey, man, what were you thinking? That was like, what the f- were you thinking? So it was a weird game to watch, though. I watched that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, Luca had to take 37 shots. He yeah. should have trusted his teammates just a little bit more. There were a couple of times where he took late in the game. It's like, ah, you had him semi wide, but that's, he's just, he's set in position right now. Yeah. 37 shots still shot 48 ish uh, from the field overall. So it's not like he, you know, went 10 for 37. Right. Right. He wasn't having a bad Westbrook night. He was, no, he was good at it. Yeah, like, I, you mean to say he wasn't having an average West, Westbrook? <laughs> How dare you? How dare That's you? What Westbrook does, man? How dare you, man? It's what he does. Is he awesome? <laughs> at times, he's the best. Yes. Um. Yeah, you know, but you take Ka- the good with the bad. Yeah, we'll see. Kawhi's got to bounce back, you know, because he only had twenty points, forty-two minutes, and twenty points. That's not good. If you if you're matched by Reggie Jackson, that's not. He's good. shown up the rest of the series. He has I just. You're right. When Luke is healthy, they just don't have much of a defense to stop him from getting a shot whenever he wants to. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy because the the Clippers tanked a little bit to get into this yep. position, and now they're going to get burnt. Potentially. By it. <laughs> Potentially, yeah. Oh, my. Oh, my. Yeah, there's a lot of, and then yeah. the blame game after if the Lakers go out. <sighs> so many people are getting thrown under the bus. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, it's it's okay to lose. Like it's okay. Like they won a title last year. It's okay. Like, yeah. my Liverpool, my Liverpool, like they didn't win the title this year. They won it last year. It's okay. We don't have to win well, it every LeBron's year. LeBron's window we are now seeing is very uh, finite. You're you're a thousand percent correct on that. He is, yeah, the window is very is close to being closed. That's for sure. Where he's a top tier superstar. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, because if he can't give you me four quarters. In the playoffs, yeah. Then we need to rest you, I guess, way more during the regular season. So we need to construct the team a little bit differently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, still, though, the amount of minutes he's played, the, so many postseason runs, the extra seasons of games that he's played just in the postseason, and he's still going. He's still impressive. Yeah. It, it blows your mind. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. You know what else blows your mind? The top 10 show, son. Yeah. We are back uh, this week with a new list and having some fun with it, as Matt mentioned earlier. And, uh, you know, we've been trying to do new lists, you know, as these films are slowly starting to come out, mm-hmm. slowly opening the doors. You know, In the Heights, I think, is coming out this week, and uh, I'll be doing a review for that for sure. But we considered musicals, but there wasn't going to be enough time, I think, for Matt Nose to watch as many. And it's probably yes. not a genre he enjoys to watch. So, overall. Would you it's, say that? Uh, and that's okay. That's fair. I'm not saying I'm fully against it. I just, it, you telling me a musical does not automatically guarantee that I'm watching it. Yeah, there you go. There you got to tell me what this is based on because when, like, I saw Fleet, uh, the Barber of Fleet Street yeah, in the Sweeney theater. Todd. Sweeney Todd. Yeah. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I kind of knew what it was going into it a right. little bit. That's a dark musical. That's more. It is a dark musical. Right. But, right. but I saw the Book of Mormon live. 
I watched oh, Hamilton nice. when it released. But right. If you give me the backstory, I will happily go because, especially live, man, it's magic. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Um. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, I just when you suggested it, and I was like, I can't on in good faith get to ten. And I don't have the time to watch the four to five to have a legitimate list. Yeah. When and you suggested fair. it last week. And that's just- fair. So we open the door to this possibility, ladies and gentlemen, and that is the top 10 films mm-hmm. wielded with an elderly cast or elderly ensemble. So um, that, and that was inspired by this film that's coming out uh, called the queen Bee, or called queen bees. Uh, directed by Michael Lembeck with Ellen Burstyn, James Kahn, and Margaret uh, Jane Curtin, mm-hmm. uh, Loretta Devine, Christopher Lloyd, of all people. Um, French Stewart's in this thing, for God's sakes. So a lot of- Get them in there. Get Pick them up. Get them in there. Uh, so a lot of uh, elderly or older actors are in this. And we're not trying to say this with any kind of derogatory no. well, yeah. uh, connotation. We're just saying. Yeah, I think we, um, I think we ended on calling it older actors. Sure. Okay. Uh, I went elderly. Okay. I, so just to have some fun with it. We did say I trust me. I remember when elderly yeah. was bandied about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then we said, "What? How about older?" So that's why I was just like, "All right." Then I defined what older is. Yeah. As opposed to elderly, because elderly really severely limited. If you want ensemble cast. Too, yeah, for me, uh, I think you have to stretch the definition of ensemble at that point. <laughs> it just there aren't many of those, uh, like queen bees, where it's <laughs> six, seven deep of septuagenarians and up. That doesn't that doesn't happen all that often in Hollywood standards. <laughs> uh, Fair enough. Because I was trying to look at I looked at the release date versus as many cast members as I could find their birthdays. Yeah. Yeah. And I just open them all from IMDb and then subtract and go, all right, this was it. They're all above this age. Okay. It's fluctuating range, but some of them are, you know, that's how I looked at it. I skew towards the collective. Like it's a quite a number of overall. That's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, Anyway, but yeah, it makes for an interesting list, a unique list. And, uh, you know, we hope any old person that's listening to this just loves the hell out of this show. I mean, this is a all-time favorite. I can't imagine somebody, uh, you know, in a septuagenarian with a podcast and be like, this is one of my favorites. I love it. Tune in I, love- that. I love it. <laughs> Top 10 just, great. Just sitting there like, quietly in a chair, you know, being respectful. <laughs> maybe the guys are my favorites. Yep, my favorites. They're my favorites. <laughs> Like, oh, hey, yeah. Frank. Hey, guys. <laughs> just sits down, has his coffee. Listen to the top 10. You know it. Just giggling with Matt and John. <laughs> <laughs> just loving himself. Uh, Those guys. Yeah. And if you do exist, let us know. Yes, please. Yeah. On any of the social medias, we'd love to know about it. Oh, that's cute. Send us a letter. I'm sure you don't know how to use sure, social media. So sure. Send, send us, us a letter. letter. <laughs> I think if they figured out podcast, they know email. One thing at a time, man. One thing at a time. Just because you can press play on the VCR doesn't mean you know how to hook it up. Look, email makes sense to them because they wrote letters, as opposed to if you had to describe <laughs> if you had to describe email to somebody that didn't know it, or 
listening to a podcast off of your phone, mm. <laughs> which when they didn't know either topic as a, as a senior, potentially, which one do you think is easier to grasp? It's like an electronic letter that you write. You just type it out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you take out your phone, right? And what topics do you like? Oh, sewing. Would you just open up this app? Oh, what does app mean? That means application. Anyway, let's move forward. <laughs> <laughs> let's not get bogged down <laughs> yeah, in the minutiae let's go forward all right uh what are you yeah, searching for i think just digital letter to write is a little easier to grasp oh brilliant fucking brilliant but, <laughs> all right so any 80 year olds out there that you're listening to this first off you're a bad motherfucker and i like you second Get a hold of us on any of our social media. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can't wait to meet you. Hopefully we meet you at a live show. Please I'm buying you a shot. Show. Please. Uh, <laughs> I'm taking you home, I imagine. We're going to go out. We're going to have a good time. Uh, You're yeah. going to have a good time. You got stories and I want to hear them. Let's, Let's go. go. We'll hit the Denny's afterwards. Absolutely. Whatever you want to do. You want to go to Denny's? We'll go to Denny's. I haven't had. God, when was the last time you ate at Denny's? It's been a few years. I'm more of an IHOP man. So now, but every once in a while, I want a moons over my hammy. So I find myself driving over to that Denny's. Well, I used to when I lived in, in L.A. I would drive over to the one in, in Burbank by NBC. I like that. Okay. It's a little quieter one. Sure. Cleaner one. Okay. Because um, that that Denny's in Hollywood on uh, Sunset is uh, it's a dangerous place, man. As soon as you add the line on Sunset, it's a... <laughs> That can be great. It can be yeah. terrible. Yeah. Sunset is a very long road. It is. You're right. It goes. It goes yeah, from it, pretty it covers, to pretty great. You're exactly. right. About it. it covers every socioeconomic level within the city. Because then it changes its name into Cesar Chavez. Right. And then continues on. It is well, one massive road. Right. It is. And then you end up at Dodger Stadium. Or you can stop off at yeah. Dodger Stadium. Yeah, you're still on Sunset at that point. Yeah. You keep going, go through downtown past Union, and now you're on Cesar Chavez. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, like I go over there a, a decent amount. There's a fish store over there that I like a lot, so I oh, drive yeah. down there. Yeah, Steve lives near there. Uh, so when I used to live in L.A., I would drive over and do yeah. the Cinephiles over there. In fact, I drove up to L.A. on Tuesday uh, to do Cinephiles with him and Mance, because mm-hmm. I had a screening for Fast 9 that night. So I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll make it a whole day of it. Man, I'm never doing that again. No offense. But four hours? No thanks. No thanks. What, in the car round trip? Yeah, yeah. Just it's exhausting. Not- exhausting, bro. I think on the way home, you can make it in a buck. For- well, it depends on where in San Diego you live. And we don't need to get into specifics. We don't. But I can make it from here, from my house to Forest Ranch area. Mm. At night or the way home, buck 45, buck 50. That's good. Yeah. But the way down, sometimes we go down usually on Sundays. Uh, oh, yeah. To visit my sister. And uh, it's, dude, if you go down the five at Oceanside, you're going to get bogged down in traffic. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed, it'll add 15 minutes, but it's been as bad as it's at 50 to 55. Yeah. And it's just in the same section every sinking time. It's yep. the only place that consistently has it. It's the worst. Yep. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it can be a bit much. Well, also just being in LA again, man, it wasn't, you know, I've kind of moved on from that place in my head. Yeah. So being back there, I'm like, how the fuck did I ever live here? You know, it's just, it's weird. It's not, no offense to anybody who's still in LA and loves LA. I'm not trying to. 
denigrate anybody, just for me personally, the feeling was like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm enjoying San Diego too much. So yeah, I won't catch myself going up there too often, though. It was nice to see Steven Scott and see the film. Oh, I'm sure. The hell out yeah. of fast night. So. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway. All right. So let's get into this thing, man. We're almost 30 minutes in our kibitz and we haven't even started the show. Let's do this thing. All right. We're going to get into it. You okay. guys know how the show works. I'm going to cut that out to, for the sake of time. <laughs> All right. Thank you. 30 seconds. Not exactly. That 30 seconds, we're going to, I'm not eating it up right now, talking about <laughs> not having done it at all. Anyway, so I start with my bottom three. Uh, so that's what I did. I, I, I'm looking for, because we said older, but at least that's what I remember having the discussion as. But if you want to go elderly, it's entirely it's Sure, sure, sure. Um, so it's like, I'm looking 50-ish is my cutoff. Okay. Wow. Mine is much older than that, but all right. Okay. Well, it just, because once you add that in an ensemble, it's like this person could be right around 50. And then the other people are all Mm -hmm. late fifties, sixties, seventies. And just like, well, yes, this might be the marquee star, but they're also within the, and then if you look at the scope of everybody else along with it. Yeah. So the bottom of my list is it's a closer kind of call type of thing. So my 10 is another round. The Mads Mickelson that just came out. Oh yeah, nice. Okay, good choice. They're all like fifty-four, fifty-five to yeah. a little bit older fifties. I think one dude's forty-eight, but everybody else is like fifty-five, fifty-seven, fifty-nine. It's like, right. all right, that's a older cast together. And it was an interesting, just kind of smaller story. Did you see it when it came out? Yes, yes. Okay. It's really good. It's really good. I like the ending. I didn't know yeah. exactly how you're gonna land this. And okay, this is a choice, and I like the choice. And I hate that they're already remake. They're already in plans to remake it with Leonardo DiCaprio. It's already a good fucking movie. Stop mm. Americanizing these movies. I don't want to see this uniquely. Uh, uh, was it Danish or? Yeah, it's got to be Danish. Yeah. All, they, yeah, Danish story told it through the American point of view. I don't need it. I'm an American. I can watch the Danish fucking film and enjoy it. It drives me insane when they do this now, man. There's a certain level of. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's some level of arrogance that somehow, oh, we have to, you know, Americans won't accept it unless we do it through the American prism. It's like, fuck that shit, man. It's, it, we're very intelligent people. We can be. And we can watch films like that and enjoy them, you know? So it's just front. Like I heard, like they're doing that Parasite series. And I'm like, just stop. Just stop. Come up with your own ideas. I, I mean, <sighs> sorry. I know, but. They they know for sure that if they release this, they tried you know to release it and it didn't do that well because it's, it's subtitled and it's not in English. So if right. you want to make some money with this, I know what you mean though. I think it's fine just the way it is. Yeah. Plus, I'm a sucker for Mads. He's great. I love Mads too. I love him and everything he's in. Mm-hmm. It's, never um, it's been a great western. If you ever there's a great western that came out three four years ago. Mm-hmm. It was on Netflix. He's fantastic. It's a revenge western. It's fucking awesome. A revenge Western, you say? <laughs> no. Hold on. <laughs> wow, that's the rarity of that. I think we just found a diamond, like a fully formed, already has some nice faceting to it because that doesn't happen. A uh, revenge Western. Uh, what was it called? The Salvation. That's the salvation. salvation. Hell yeah. yeah. I Even if I don't like the movie, I still like him in it. Yeah. It's him, Evergreen, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and soccer superstar Eric Cantona in this fucking movie. So, or Cantona, as some might say. 
But yeah, it's said in America, but he's a, a guy coming, uh, obviously, from the who, country. Who does he play for? Please don't say Arsenal. Don't say Arsenal. <laughs> no, he used Please. to play for Manchester United way back when. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. Of course. <laughs> that, that old asset. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're right. Mads is fantastic in the movie. It's certainly a great film, uh, and, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I like that it's just a smaller... Uh, you know, it's a rudder, rudderless individual. They're all kind of rudderless. Yes, yes. And it helps them, interestingly enough, get clarity. Men usually are around that age. Uh, I think, yeah, most people are. Yes, agreed. Um, all right, what's your next one? <coughs> uh, my nine, nine. You, you might be saying punt, is uh, Cocoon. Yes, punt. Okay. All right. What's your my, eight? My eight is the death of Stalin. Oh, nice choice. Go ahead. I mean, by and large, it's got a wide range of cast, but the mm-hmm. four to five that you're mainly following are all older men. Okay. Um. So that was my justification. And it speaks to me in the, oh, this is interesting. So the night that Stalin dies, mm-hmm. what happens? What What is the political intrigue as people try to maneuver for the vacuum of power now. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, uh, I like that style. I am a fan of uh, Veep. I am a fan mm. of In the Loop. Yes. I'm a fan yes. of this kind of black comedy, satirical, but also dark intonation. Yeah. Um, and the, it's not a laugh per minute. It's more so the situations and everything in the character study, but especially within this one, because you have, you know, res- uh, Russian historical figures mm-hmm. trying to get the value, trying to seize power. It's just, it's fun. Okay. It, it works for me. And I like the casting a lot. You got, uh, Bashimi, uh, Tambor, yes. uh, Isaacs, um, shit. There's a great guys, like an English character actor, but it's been in a million different films. Fuck. Now I gotta look that up. Okay. Um, yeah, I haven't seen this one uh, yet. Everyone says it's good, though. The death yeah, Patty of Considine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's about to be in the new Game of Thrones show, I think, for... Oh, is he? Uh, for HBO, I think. Oh, man, I'll be interested as to yes. how that does. House of the Dragon, yes. He's filming it right now. Is there demand for Game of Thrones after the letdown? Well, they're going back in time to, like... I know hundreds of years before so i think that's how they're getting away from it and he's but, playing a targaryen viserys targaryen so he could still. be riding some dragons son. it could be great it could yeah, be great could be but the way they crashed that you know they didn't sully this situation True. and uh unfortunately that sh- that bird went down and went down hard um so I am suspect as of right now. I love that show just like everybody else. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was my pumpkin spice latte. I enjoyed living shit out of it and care that uh, you like dragons. I I don't fucking care. (laughs) It's really good. You should give it a chance. Yes. There's a reason that millions of people are tuning into this every week. I know that's what, uh, that's, that's the thing I, I, I look at with this is like, oh, um, I liked it, but my girlfriend goes sees dragons, and she's like, "Nope, not gonna do it. I can't, can't do it." And I'm like, "But it's not. I mean, dragons are just such a small part of the show until exactly. you get to the later seasons." Exactly. Doesn't matter seasons. though. But, See, yeah. I got I got a buddy that we share 
and television, all kinds of sensibilities. And he's like, yeah. dragons and swords, bro, I'm out. That's <laughs> what he says to me every time as if he has practiced this line. Yeah. I'm like, dude, just get it, dragons and swords, bro. Can't do it, bro. Can't do it. Like, all right. Can't do it. All right. But you, sh- you show me Stallone shooting up an entire country and saving two people and killing 5,000 people. That I can buy. Dragons, swords, can't do it. Can't do it, bro. Yeah, he's the one that told me about the raid before I saw that. Oh, you want to he, talk about fantastical? Yeah, it's great. Uh, he introduced me to, well, I hadn't watched The Wire yet, and he helped oh, me yeah. get the first couple seasons on DVD. Gotcha. Like, we shared a lot of the same. Oh, have you never seen this? This is excellent. Okay. Right, right. And uh, dragons, dragons and swords, dude. Can't dragons, do it. bro. Bro. Can't do it. Anyway. So that's my that's my eight. What do you got? All right. Uh, so my ten since we're going, I, I went more the elderly route. Okay. Uh, my ten is uh, the Straight Story, which is an awesome David Lynch film. Okay. Uh, a G-rated David Lynch film, if you can believe it. Um, and it stars Richard Farnsworth, who, if some of you may remember him as like uh, the guy who was the co-manager of the baseball team in The Natural with, with Wilford Brimley. Uh, he okay. did, he was in that film. And so he, in this film, he is an older guy who hears about his brother who he hasn't spoken to in 10 years, who's had a stroke that's played by Harry Dean Stanton. And he wants to go see his brother and kind of repair their relationship before he dies. And so he doesn't, he doesn't have a driver's license. Um, and so he, uh, fires up his lawnmower and he brings attaches like this this kind of contraption to the back a lot more that carries supplies or whatever. And he drives cross country to go uh, see his uh, brother. And yeah. in a way, it's his way of atoning mm-hmm. for why they lost touch for what he did that caused them to lose touch. And so he's he's not punishing himself. It's more of a matter. He's challenging himself. He's on a spiritual journey here to kind of okay. come to terms with what he did. Uh, and uh, Sissy Spacek plays his daughter who tries to get him to, to not go or and, and then eventually kind of, you know, tries to give him as much advice as possible. And then he's going on these interestingly weird adventures all across the country uh, as he heads to uh, to Harry Dean Stanton's place. It's a tight like 90 minutes, hundred uh, hour and 40 minutes, um, mm-hmm. but it's very engaging and fun and interesting and Although I, and I'm not the biggest David Lynch fan, I do like this movie, and you know some David Lynch fans can hate me for that, but it's it's a very straight story, literally, that I can uh, enjoy and sink my teeth into, and uh, get emotional about. And I wish David Lynch would do more films like this. Like you know, you talk about M Night Shyamalan and the weird stuff that he does and mm-hmm. puts it out there. I mean, Lynch is that way as well, and. I would argue a lot of Lynch films do not work for me at all. Um, uh, and yet no one goes, well, I don't know, David Lynch film. You know, it's it's more of like, oh, let's see what kind of madness he can walk us into now. So, yeah, he's got a style. This TV. I does. have seen it. It's good. It's a good movie. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess yeah. I didn't because it's it focuses on him so much as an individual. Right. Just but everyone he encounters is older, pretty much, except for the female hitchhiker yeah. he pretty much encounters older people in america yeah and sissy spacek you know isn't that right. young a uh, lady anymore right 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 uh yeah yeah i just didn't think of it like that good call good call yeah. rather 
All right, my number nine. The thanks, man. My number nine is uh, going in style. The original one, which is uh, George Burns, Lee oh, Strasberg. I've never seen it. Okay, really? Okay, yeah. Ah. George George Burns, Lee Strasberg, and R. Carney. Um, and if you haven't seen it, ladies and gentlemen, there's this pocket of '70s films that a lot of y'all, once you get done watching the ones that won Best Picture, or got nominated, get all the credits. The '70s also has this great pocket of smaller films that were fantastic and showed you what how different ages um dealt with the 70s which was yeah. a very tumultuous decade and so in this situation these three old guys um come up with an idea to rob a bank uh and how they're going to do it and they're banking on the fact that they're old men elderly men so no one is going to suspect them uh, and they come up with this plan. George Burns is essentially the leader. And it's because they feel left behind by society. They feel forgotten by society. They're not doing it because they need necessarily the money. It's more a matter of wanting to matter. You yeah. know, and it's a it's a it's a great kind of um uh treatise on how we treat the elderly, which we were starting as a country to kind of really come to terms with in the 70s because people were living longer. Uh, where in the previous decades, they hadn't lived as long. So 70s is where it really started to show, what do we do with older people? What do we do with people in our society? How do we protect them? How do they feel like they matter after having spent so much time building a foundation in the world? And so it's so interesting. And then what happens as a result of the bank robbery is uh, pretty tragic in terms of how it affects uh, everybody who goes through with it, they start to kind of turn on each other a little bit and suspect each other. And then the emotional toll it takes on all three of them. And then what happens, which I'm not going to ruin in case anybody wants to go back and, and watch that film okay. purely, but it is an excellent, excellent fucking movie. And I can't remember. And you're watching three masters of the craft at that time. Art Carney, incredible comedian, obviously honeymooners, George Burns, need I say more? And Lee yeah. Strasberg, who taught so many people, how to become great actors with the Strasbourg Institute, and then his work in Godfather Part Two as well. So it's a great, great film. Well, there you go. I have not seen. <laughs> it. I've heard. It. I've heard the title, but I just haven't seen it. It's one of those yeah. of when you said it, I was like, "Oh yeah, that exists." Yeah, yeah. Uh, you forget, and I'm getting older, so <laughs> shit happens. What do you got next? It sounds good. It sounds interesting and fun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to put it out there. Um, and Martin Brest directed it, who did uh, Beverly Hills Cop. So it's a good director. And Midnight Run. So, Matt, it feels like this might it be could something you might open the right door. In my wheelhouse, exactly. Yeah, it could be. could be. could be. In fact, the next film he did after going in style was Beverly Hills Cop. So he didn't do shit for five years. So very, very interesting. Uh, That's all right. kind of impressive, actually. <laughs> so... Uh, the next film, also for me, uh, just the way it worked out with the ranking, stars George Burns as well. And this one is uh, The Sunshine Boys, him and Walter Matthau. Okay. Uh, also, another one of these films you can throw in the 70s pile. But him and Walter Matthau play this old comedy team from vaudeville who've broken up because, uh, like all those, like Laurel and Hardy, like, uh, you know, the Three Stooges, like Martin and Lewis. They eventually hit a wall where they were both so successful that they kind of turned on each other because each one thought they were the irreplaceable one. Uh, and so it became a sense of, of, of jealousy between the two. And they broke up the act. 
And although they were somewhat successful solo, they never achieved the heights again mm-hmm. of when they were together. So there's this like, uh, like we did in the seventies for people that remember, like we did in the seventies, there was this like, let's bring everybody back together from the past and have a gala variety show event. Well, yeah, the NBC. Dean Martin. Yeah. The Dean Martin. And stuff. Jerry Lewis. Right. You know, when they brought it together, the MDA mm-hmm. telephone. Exactly. And so they, they, they wanted, so they, the whole plot line is them bringing back together. Richard Benjamin, I think plays Walter Matthau's son, who is an entertainment ta- talent manager. And he is uh, orchestrating this reunion. Uh, but of course, Matthau is a cantankerous, guy and george burns is just as cantankerous in his way so it's about this process of them coming back together and it's based on a neil, neil simon play and mm-hmm. it's incredibly funny those two guys the mass the timing with those two guys is stellar and of course it has a tragic ending as well because these are older gentlemen so and it's the uh, 70s and it's the 70s exactly it's <laughs> a great it's, point it's a lot of so, the yeah the top yeah. to your talent we're just making those stories yeah, so don't disregard these films that are have older people in them. And they've tried to remake it, but nah, nothing comes close to Matthew and George Burns, man. How, how the fuck do you think you can overcome that? You're an insane person. Also, it's a young F. Murray Abraham in this movie as well. How many other mechanic. How many other old people are in that one? Uh, let's see. Uh, Carol Arthur. Uh, she is old. Uh, Fritz Feld. Uh, comes in. He is old as well. And the uh, Howard Hessman, although not old at the time, Johnny Fever played a commercial director in this film uh, as well. And it's directed by Herbert Ross, who did a number of uh, pretty cool films himself. Okay. Like Steel Magnolias and Secret of My Success and My Blue Heaven and Footloose for the love of God. So it's I am a huge fan of My Blue Heaven. There you go. That, it seems like a Matt Nose movie for sure. Well, just and also knowing that that is uh, also Henry Hill, that his character right. is based on. Right. So when you watch Goodfellas and then you see My Blue Heaven, and I liked My Blue, Blue Heaven long before I found that little factoid out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and I was like, you got to be shitting me. <laughs> Such a great, he looks so likable. Steve Martin pulls it off and you're like, hey, he might've done crime in the past, but you know, he seems like a good guy. It seems like a good fellow. See, you know, he seems like he's good people. He just, he was hustling. That's what he seems more. He's a hustler. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, anyway. All right. Well, that's uh that's uh that's my eight. So what's your seven, my man? My seven is the Simpsons movie. <laughs> what? Wait, the voice Elder- cast. The oh. voice cast are all Hank Azaria is the young puppet, like 48. Yeah. Okay. And then cast Lynetta and everybody else is 58, 62. They're, they've all they're And the characters by story format are long in the tooth. Okay. Uh, so I think the combo of the two to me was more than enough. And I don't know if we've ever talked about it. Maybe once. I don't think we have. Yeah. I didn't I think it was, I didn't think the movie was going to be any good because it just, the idea of doing a movie should have already happened if it was going to happen. Yeah. And yeah. when it came out, it had been on at that point for 20 some odd years. It's just like, why a movie now? Right. And I had stopped watching weekly by the time this thing came out. I still saw it though. And I enjoyed it. <laughs> I was surprised at how much it made me laugh. I couldn't like, you know what? It was, is it the best of all time? No, but I think the mountain on this landing at all, like being successful at all, was so yeah. high. Oh, yeah. 
the fact that it was for me, someone who had stopped watching, who was previously a fan, but it just had, you know, there's too much. Oh yeah. At some point, just too much. Yeah. It is. And it's the same jokes, even though you're really excellent at them. Yeah. And Homer just kept getting dumber and dumber and dumber. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It just lost me after a while. No, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, same way with back in, yeah. And it's a so, stupid, ridiculous premise that they made into a TV show based on a Stephen King. Didn't they roughly around the same time? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. It was the dome. And this, they put a, the EPA puts like a big dome around Springfield because it's, <laughs> yeah. there's a, a toxic waste spill or something like a body of water is toxic. Remember Green Day was on a float and it sank or something? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he wants the, to control. Right? Isn't isn't doesn't he want to control Mr. Burns like the sunlight or whatever? Is that how is that? No, that's a diff this one is oh the government puts it on there and then decides to blow it up because that's the easiest solution and just make <laughs> make it like the town doesn't exist. And Homer has to come back in and save him <laughs> after they had kicked him out for being Homer in that's essence. Homer. That's Homer. Yeah. And then they're jerks. Why would I come back? And he's got a pig and somehow the pig actually it works. The spider pig, yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. I I figured this was doomed from yeah. the jump. And then when I saw it, I was like, good for you guys. I didn't think this was possible. Good for you. Yeah. Well, it's like, uh, all, you know, uh, coming out with coming to America and yeah. dumb and dumber or whatever the. Oh, yeah. yeah. After all these years, who who's clamoring for this? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it makes my seven. Okay. All right. Respect. Uh, yeah, I love the Simpsons movie. Had a great time with it as well. So, yeah, totally respect it. Uh, so, my, uh, what's your six then? Uh, my six is... So, here's where, you know, I'm, okay. I'm moving moving stuff in and out. Here we go. Moving in and out. I think at uh, six, I will go with The Irishman. Oh. Wait, does that count? All right. If that counts... Yeah. We got De Niro, we got yeah. Pacino, we got Pesci, okay. we got okay. uh, Ray Ramon, who's no spring chicken. Right, right. Um, we've got, hold on, I'll pull it up. Who else is in this? Okay. I mean, we've got some younger people, Jesse Plemons, Jack Houston, uh, but Bonnie, Bobby Cannavale is skewing towards that. Harvey okay. Keitel. Ben. I say it's a punt. Okay. If that's all right with you. No, that's fine with me. All right. Okay. Go for it. Because I, I just took one out because I wanted to put the Irishman on the list, but I didn't know if it qualified under what we had talked about. So hey, I, nice to know that it does. So Three to four guys interacting quite a bit who are in their 70s. And we see and, them get older for sure. Yeah. You, uh, yeah. you spend a lot of time and it's just them yeah. kind of all bouncing off of each other as <laughs> – yeah, you can de-age all you through. want. They're still old. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, even when you de-age them, they look old as fuck. I'm 22. Oh. Uh, well, I, mean, I think he's supposed to be what, like 35 when he's a trucker early yeah, on? Yeah. 30. Like, that's how you've lived a weird, rough 35. If you don't have yeah. the wrinkles, but you carry yourself like you lived two yeah. lifetimes at 35. Yeah. Um, all right. So then uh, and we'll get to that one a little bit. My number seven is uh, Space Cowboys. I couldn't do it. Go ahead. What? Really? I liked it. I think when <laughs> it came out, I don't know if I go back and revisit it. All right. I mean, I, I I don't know if I would ever like consciously put it on, but I know if it came on, I would watch it. And I have okay. done. 
a number of times. This one, you know, directed by Clint Eastwood with Clint Eastwood, Tyler Jones, um, Donald Sutherland and James mm-hmm. Garner and Marsha Gay Harden as well in the film. But it's actually and William Devane. That's another one who's, who's old in the movie or older in the movie. Uh, but I think it's a, I like it for as a as one of these films that Eastwood does every once in a while when he's not, you know, trying to make a very important film. He does these other like Heartbreak Ridge and this film It's these films that are like, OK, he can direct kind of, you know, populist fair that is small that are just kind of small, fun movies to watch. Mm-hmm. And I thought Space Cowboys was that I really like seeing these four guys that had believable chemistry. I liked that it. it had ties to the space program. Uh, okay. and that these were guys that were kind of left out. The, so very similar to what happens to Sam Shepard when you see the right stuff. You know, he Because he's playing um, yeah, Chuck oh, Yeager. Chuck Yeager, right. They get left out. He made that choice, though. Well, yeah, but still, some of these pilots didn't qualify, right, for whatever reason. And so Chuck didn't make the reason not to, but these guys wanted to but didn't. So it's about them coming back into NASA and being asked to take part in this mission, completely mm-hmm. unbelievable. But um, the chemistry of these four guys really makes it work. Uh, and they all have distinct characters, almost like the four musketeers. I know it's the three musketeers, but there's always a fourth. Uh, and what happens, the surprising ending, because D'Artagnan's always the fourth. The surprising ending of Everybody it, knows that. <laughs> I'll just say, the surprising ending of it... Um, also kind of moves it up in my estimation okay. because I didn't anticipate that ending, you know, and, and I, I kind of surprised. felt in my way that Ad Astra was the sequel to Space Cowboys. Yeah, my- but Ad Astra is, I mean, much more distant. <laughs> yes, I know. Emotionally, I know. you are detached more so than this is trying to do. Hmm. Uh, I just mean that Tommy Lee Jones gets left up there. And so, <laughs> so, Brad Pitt's trying to go get it back. But uh, yeah, so I like this one. And, you know, and, and so it's got cute little, uh, you know, Do you flirting think- between Donald Sutherland and Marsha Gay Harden. And, you know, uh, Courtney B. Vance is in this as well. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. What were you going to say? You think if Jaeger had, had made the choice to join uh, the NASA program, that he would have had the Neil Armstrong spot? No, because Jaeger was such an independent guy, dude. Like these guys had to have their own. Yes, but broke the sound strength. barrier. Right. He is the only pilot of national prominence, is yeah. my guess, on that level. Oh, sure. Sure. Although, That's why he's in the book. Yeah. Although at that point, I'm not, had they declassified it? Maybe they had. They had to keep some stuff under wraps because of the Cold War, so I don't know when that information was released, but it seemed well, like all way, the pilots knew it. People knew Chuck Yeager. Either yeah. One way or another, they knew Chuck Yeager, probably one of those successful pilots ever at the time it's like mario andretti like people knew mario andretti back then in the 70s as a racer um and but uh with with jaeger uh, him not choosing makes so much sense to not choosing to be a part him choosing not to be a part of it makes so much sense because he knew he couldn't be under the government's thumb it just wouldn't have worked for him possibly yeah right whereas john glenn you know the way they portrayed in the film um understood that there was he could do that and there was more here and not that there weren't rebellious guys in the NASA space program. I'm sure there were, but they also understood like the government told them what to do, uh, controlled their access to things and whatever. And a free spirit like Jaeger, I don't think was ever going to be mm-hmm. uh, part of that. So quite possible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think there's a nobility in not doing it either. Honestly, in his choice. Um, all right. <laughs> well, what do you say? No, well, no, I hit- 
only he knows that. True. True. Because uh, if he's fine with the decision, then okay, you made what you knew was right for you. Right. Uh, good anyway. for you. Good for you. Uh, number six for me is uh, The Old Man and the Gun, which came out, what, a couple years ago? Yeah, Redford's last. Yeah, Redford with uh, Sissy Spacek. Um, this one's directed by David Lowry, who I think did Spotlight. That um, sounds right. And uh, I had such a great time seeing this. One, again, one of these like small little films uh, that people dismiss or don't go see or don't think about. And Redford plays this guy who is, you know, um, a former bank or a bank robber. Um, and he, I think he kind of stopped doing it for a while and then he starts to do it again. Uh, and Casey Affleck is trying to track him down. And meanwhile, he's building this relationship with Sissy Spacek, who doesn't know about who he is. Um, and then we have flashbacks to younger versions of Robert Redford pulling the crimes that he pulled, pulling the bank robberies that he pulled, and how mm-hmm. he's, uh, struggling with that as he's trying to do it again uh, as an older man. So, and then how that affects his relationship with Sissy Spacek. So uh, basically a, a two hander with those. Uh, oh, and then Tom Waits is in this as well. Right. Is the other older uh, gentleman in this. You also yeah. have John David Washington, Danny Glover. And uh, yeah, like I said, Casey Affleck. So did you ever see this one? No, it, okay. you know, it comes out in ward season. Uh, I think mm-hmm. I was, because the reviews were, it seemed like the reviews wanted to send Redford out on a high note. Ah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. They're not, they didn't want to say anything bad about him as that's what I was reading into it because it was a lot of lauding that it it was his final film. Right. Um, and I love the guy's work too much. And I was like, I'll get to it in time. (laughs) There's a bunch of stuff to, you have to prioritize. At least I do during Oscar season. You can't see them all. Yeah, and that was one where I was like, unfortunately, I think I'll just have to get to this. Like, I saw All is Lost eventually. I liked oh, it. Oh, yeah. I liked All is Lost. That almost yeah. made my list, but there's no one else in the film. But no, yeah. it's, it's yeah. solo. And, um, right. But anyway. Uh, yeah. Anything else to say? No, just it's a really good film. If you haven't seen it, you know, the uh, relationship between those two is is uh, very interesting to watch. If you're a fan of 70s films, seeing Sissy Spacek and Robert Redford, who both made their bones in the 70s for the most part, and they came into prominence in the 70s, seeing them kind of rekindle some of that and interact is uh, really fun to watch. And uh, I think Casey Affleck does a nice job as well in the movie. Um, and there's some some surprises in that. John David Washington and Elizabeth Moss has a small part in this thing. So just a, mm-hmm. a nice little film. So that's what I'll say. All right. Uh, should we take a quick break uh, here, Matt, before we jump into our top five? Uh, we shall. To hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back uh, right after this. Okay, and we're back. Let's start this top five of the top ten. Where should we go there, Matt Nost? Uh, Number five, I've got Steel Magnolias. Oh, nice choice. Okay, go ahead. Uh, It's a movie um, (laughs) that surprisingly resonates with me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, From the first time that I saw it, and it came out, what was this, late 80s, early 90s? But I was in late 80s. I think it's 89, I think. Yeah. That sounds about right. Working on the um, movie release dates. Yeah, 89. I saw it like two years later when it was on VHS. I didn't see it in the theater because in '89 I was nine or ten years old. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so when I, I think it was like twelve or something, but I really latched on to the. I remember as a kid, the 
uh, Sally Fields, and I loved Olympia Dukakis oh. and Shirley MacLaine. I loved them. I'm 12 years old, and I'm just dying. <laughs> uh, I think it was the first representation of diabetes that I ever saw with Julia Roberts' character. Oh, yeah. And how yeah. really tragic that could be and the dynamic between her and her mother, the the warring back and forth, but it's all predicated upon love. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I didn't realize it at the time, but that's such a rarity to have that be the focus of a movie mm-hmm. was the dynamic amongst all these female characters. The men are just kind of ancillary. Yeah. Um, and it's, I think it's really engrossing. It's got a bunch of um, plot-driven jokes yeah. that are successful. Once again, between Olivia Dukakis and Shirley MacLaine, who also love everybody in this group equally. They just have different ways of showing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You brought up Cantankerous earlier. That's how you described Shirley MacLaine. Totally. And Olivia, uh, Olympia Dukakis is basically like the quintessential Savannah elderly woman mm-hmm. type of feel to her. Right. Um, I don't know. It. It works really well. You also have, uh, let's see, young Daryl Hannah, Tom yes. Garrett's in it, mm-hmm. and I can't remember like who is her fiance is. I is can it Dermot Maroney? I think it's Could Dermot Maroney. Maroney. Yeah, no, no, Dylan McDermott. Dylan McDermott. That's who plays it. Yeah, and Sam Shepard's in this one as well. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I like this film too. I, I agree. It's with Dolly you. Parton's uh, husband. Forgot Dolly was in it for half a second. Oh yeah, that's right. There's uh, Shepard, and he's kind of like. Not a good to her. Um, <clears throat> yeah, this film carries uh, so much resonance for people still, uh, even though it's, what, three decades old. It's still a film that people love to go back and revisit and talk about. Um, and I think it was Julia Roberts' first nomination as an actress. She got Best Supporting Actress nomination for this film as well. And you're right. It's with diabetes. Mm-hmm. You don't think someone dying of diabetes is something that would be uh, a central part of a, of a movie, and yet it really works and I think it's based on a book too, so it's, it really works in the story. It, it gives it weight, and, yeah. and then to see them all kind of bond and come together at the end through yeah, yeah. what through the befalls loss. the oh, yes. situation. Sally Field's monologue at the funeral, holy shit, dude! That yeah. that's acting, that's fucking acting, man. And uh, it was incredible to watch that. But you're right, Shirley MacLaine and her. Um, Cracks, and then also Olivia Dukakis in her cracks. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they're looking at that one woman, and yeah, it looks like the, it was two, two hams fighting or two pigs right in a blanket. I mean, they just do. They cut to a shot again of it. <laughs> Such a great them show. clowning on the aardvark cake. The yeah. Family member, Charles <laughs> McLean is like, just the look of what is this bullshit? Oh, okay, you did great. Oh, it's uh, it's good stuff. Absolutely. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think they do, but they, if they gave her a bless your heart, <laughs> quintessential Southern. Oh, look at you. You tried. Oh, bless that. your heart. I can see that. I don't know if it's there, but it feels like it's a bless your heart moment. Anyway, so that's, <laughs> that's, a good that's my five. I All think right. it's worth going back and watching if you've never seen it. So definitely, definitely. Um, so then my number five uh, is about Schmidt. Um, I think this is the one I allowed myself that wasn't like, just one or I mean, what that was one like actor who was the old i mean you do get an older kathy bates he does kind of run into older people but he does uh, huh i mean it's oh, listen, kathy if, bates if you're gonna start to sell me yardley smith who was 30 years old in the simpsons and nancy i will Cartwright. look it up you want me to look, look it up, it up. she's release? 54 now so how uh, old was she back then so who, come on I, i'm looking i don't know i'm just saying but you have two whereas the simpsons is comprised of 
It isn't, though. Nancy Cartwright is just barely 50. Get out of here. I'm looking it up right now, you buddy. Look it up. You look it up, my man. This is Alexander Payne about Schmidt. Yeah, June Squibb is in this. An old Howard Hessman is in this. Len Carew is in this. These are actors. They're all tiny. Now we're going to grumble over parts? Nancy Cartwright and Castellaneta were 50 Mm -hmm. years old when it came out. Nope. Nope. Yes, they were. Came out in 2007. Nancy Cartwright is born in 1957, so that's 50 years. Castellaneta is 50. Fair, fair. All right. Julie Kavner is 57. I, I know Julie's older. Okay, Smith is. She's 43. What what are you trying to say? You're trying to say like that qualifies? Harry Shearer is 64. What's your point? I'm saying the preponderance of the main cast is above a certain age. That's all I was saying. I was like, I I didn't even consider about Schmidt because it's it's Nicholson and a little bit of Bates, and then it's a bunch of it's not much of an ensemble, so to speak. That's that's all I'm saying. Are these films with older actors? That's what we said, right? Uh, it was on. Well, ensemble was part of it because Queen Beans is. An, so we said older ensemble. All right, all right. That's fine, dude. About Schmidt is no, awesome. No. It's, it's you a good mess movie. around. Hold on, you want to mess around? All right, hold on. That's why I was like Irishman. There's you got focuses on these three dudes. All they're right, all they're other older actors that come in. All right, I wasn't. I, I wasn't going to put this on there, but I'm going to put it on. But there at the same now. time. You stuck with elderly, and I latched on to older, and I don't remember who's True. where True. we settled. I thought it was older. It could have been elderly, and I'm the one that's mistaken. I don't know. No, no. That's the beauty of this show, baby. We're not <laughs> we're not robots. We're humans, and we make mistakes. So who gives shit, man? About Schmidt is awesome. Please talk about it. <laughs> I, uh, I don't think there's on. a standard definition for ensemble, so it's it's a fungible I'm, idea. I'm sure it means more than three, right? So I would assume. Yeah. That's why with the Irishman, I'm like four or five is what I'm trying to get. Are there four or five? Yeah. The four you see most are all definitely older gentlemen. Does big but chill that, count? That's too old, right? They, they're not young. They're all in their thirties. Aren't they? Maybe, maybe early forties, uh, but I'd say thirties. I wouldn't count that. Okay. okay. Unless you're a teenager going, dude, 30s old as shit. <laughs> Which maybe I was. Yeah, do you think that as a 42-year-old, I set the cutoff at 50-ish? No. I'm not exactly happy about that, but I had to set it somewhere. I'm feeling good about it. I'm not nope. feeling good about it. But not at all. I'd all like right. to lie to myself, but then I know truth is inevitably escapable, or unescapable. <laughs> all right, well, then I'll do this one because I think this is a good one, too. Uh, for number five, uh, the best exotic Marigold, Marigold Hotel. Did you ever okay. see that? Uh, technically, you I didn't think see like it? three quarters of it. Okay, okay, okay. All right. I remember over Christmas one year, my mom was watching it, and yeah, I was kind of hanging out with the TV away. So I know I, but I, I didn't. I wasn't fully paying attention. I didn't watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this one has uh, uh, Maggie Smith, Judy Dench, Tom Wilkinson, Bill Nagy. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, older British actors, and they go sure. over to India, um, and uh, they're trying to like renovate this shabby hotel. Dev Patel is kind of their guide on in doing this, and of course, he has a, a love story that develops through this whole thing. But it's a really cute, 
um, I wouldn't say fun, but it's a very cute film. And if you enjoy these actors, seeing them get to do some dramatic moments and some mm-hmm. uh, lighthearted moments as well is uh, is great to see. So, I mean, that's one that I go back to. And it made enough money to spawn a sequel, which I was really surprised about um, when you talk about this movie. Let me make sure I got everybody in the cast. I don't want to. That sounded right. From 2011, it came out. John Madden, who did Shakespeare in Love, directed this one. Um, yeah, Penelope. You're saying there's one strike against him. I got you. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? I see what you're saying. Oh, my God. How dare you? But yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed I saw this one with my girlfriend, uh, I think about a year ago. It had a sweet. I didn't know if I wanted to put it on the list. I felt like, oh, maybe. But now that we're in this position, it certainly deserves to be above the other ones that I've got. So. Um, okay. I will absolutely take out Look, about Schmidt and put that in there. No, no, no. I'm I'm utterly fine with about Schmidt being on the list. It, uh, I've only seen that one of the two. I enjoyed it. I can understand why film. Nicholson got some uh, Oscar buzz. Yes, yes. Did yes. get nominated, but I'm saying like the actual Oscar buzz. Yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. So there we go. And if you haven't seen Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. Uh, you should. If you like British stuff, if you like the smaller films, mm-hmm. if you, it's a great Saturday afternoon watch um, if you feel like it. And I think it has some uh, very strong messages about getting older and then how to like make the best out of being at that stage in your life and not necessarily just giving in to losing everything. So, um, All right. Because in essence, this hotel resembles themselves inside. What's yeah. your four? What's your four? Um, so here's another one. I went back and forth on four three. Okay. I think I think I settled on as I say it aloud. <laughs> grumpy uh grumpy old man. Okay. That's my Probably. three. Okay. It's either gonna be three, four, it's right in that range. I think it ends up at four because the cast is smaller. Yeah. But you do have you know, you've got Mathow and you've got Lemon. Yep. And but uh, uh, why am I blanking on her name? Please help and me. And Margaret. Thank you. Um, yep, was, yep. Um, and then Ozzie Davis and Burgess Meredith, uh, Burgess Meredith rather. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously the Kevin Pollock and uh, uh, Hannah right. kind of side story. But it's yeah. it's really about these three of dad pops in and then they go to get worms and got to talk to Ozzie. But between the three of them, it's a shitload of fun. Yeah the chemistry that those two individuals have and all three really, but the back and forth between math and lemon is mm. just pick. I mean, it is ex- such excellent comedic timing. That is professionalism. Yeah. Uh, is incredible to watch, but, and you can see why these two gentlemen have had such a long career. They're so charismatic, charming and likable. Yeah. Even when they're being assholes to one another, they're still like, I don't know who's my favorite of these two. Like, <laughs> they're both kind of a lot of fun. I hope I'm, you know, on some level, an old guy yeah. like this. I like it. It's not so bad. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if I have a favorite between the two in the movie. Go ahead. No, no. Why would you? I mean, you re- you reunite these two. They have such great chemistry. They've done so many things together. So why not just enjoy them going back and forth with each other? And the, the Be grumpy old men. It's a yeah. great title competing for Anne Margaret, who, of course, they probably were all, both of them were way out of her league back when they were in their prime, but now older, you know, it's kind of maybe, maybe attainable as a, in the situation. I, it's believable. I, I still, I think it's believable back then, too. We're you're, talking about, 
You're Jack, an insane person. Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau, you think they were in anywhere near Anne Margaret's League in her prime? You're insane. She did Elvis Presley, so, dude. So, yeah, okay, that's fine. It's that If you look at Elvis as a sex symbol, I, for one, do not. <laughs> what? What? Young Elvis was absolutely a sex symbol. I don't. Look, as you know, my wife is an Elvis fan. As is her sister, say, her whole family, side of the family, they all love Elvis. And it's not like they put on jumpsuits at Christmas or some bullshit like that. <laughs> they all just enjoy his music. And it's like a family uh, thing. Yeah. So I, we've had pictures of the guy like as magnets or as coasters around this house. Sure. And when he's younger, like there's one in the army and he's taking a shower and it's just like from the chest up and whatnot. For being an 18-year-old, 19-year-old kid, he has no muscle definition whatsoever. Like, what are you fawning over this doughboy? Wow. Uh, dude, trust me. I've seen a couple of pictures and be like, this, this, this is your sex symbol? This. Anyway. Wow. Neither here nor there. I Yes, I think they're in Ooh. her league in that. Are you telling me, Mark, uh, Anthony and Jennifer Lopez, if you didn't see them get together ever in a million years, would have said, you know who we're going to be in a couple? Yeah, well, Mark Anthony I, and Jennifer Lopez. You can't bring that into the equation. She makes terrible choices with men. So I'm just I, saying I, I, you can't, but you know, and Margaret didn't. So I'm just saying she. I mean, she married a backup dancer. Look, how many hot chicks did Adam Durowitz pull in the '90s and 2000s? Where I you're guess. like, son, of, or, or uh, I always blank on his name. Son of a god, the. The white actor that plays uh, the Indian engineer in Short Circuit 2. He was on TV for a long time. Fisher Stevens. Fisher Stevens. Stevens. Yeah. Some guys just have a confidence. He just directed that um, Justin Timberlake movie that came out earlier this year. Yeah. Mm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, he's in that Lost episode, The Constant, right? That whole season. He's great in this season. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. Some guys just have that thing. Uh, I don't think Matthew Lemon had that thing. With I have no idea. So I'm a They're that charismatic <laughs> on screen. I I believe they could. I have faith. All right. I do not. Uh, Burgess Meredith, though, is great. He is so, I mean, like he takes cantankerous and like goes to the next level with it. And it's great to watch. That's the old man I want to be. That's well, the that's old true. man I want to be. I mean, uh, the outtakes, they just let run oh, of him doing alts. Dude. It's dude. awesome. <laughs> It's awesome to watch. Be like the, the comedic mind is so sharp, and most people just, yeah. just you know rock. Ah. Right, right, and, and it, it makes you wonder why you didn't see Burgess in more comedies. If he yeah. has that sensibility, it you know? is just this deadpan. And oh, I remember one. I can't remember <laughs> if it makes the movie. I don't think it does. It's part of the alts, and he's talking to that older other older woman that he's hitting on. Yes, I think it's in the second one. It's the Italian mom, uh, the of Sophia. Uh, um, oh, in the second one, right, Loren? Yeah, 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 yeah. And talking to her, and he's like holding something. Go, oh, look at it! just has this cell of this absurdist kind of reaction in the moment. It's so great. His comedic timing is is excellent. Um. Anyway, so that's my four. Your three. <laughs> Cunnilingus uninterruptus. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my three is. Uh, Oh, wait, we said it. Grumpy old man. That was my three. So my yep. four yep. Um, is Away From Her, which is this. Uh, have you seen this one? Away um, From Her? Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a, um, a film directed by Sarah Polly, um, uh, actress Sarah Polly, and it stars mm-hmm. Julie Christie and the Canadian actor from uh, Northern Exposure. What's his name? 
Sorry, I forget his name. This came out in 2006. Uh, Julia Christie was nominated for Best Actress for this film. Um, what's his name? Oh, Gordon Pinsent. Pinsent, that's his name. But you have Olympia Dukakis in this thing. You have uh, Alberta Watson, who's a little bit older in this thing. And so it's all an explore. And, and Michael Murphy's in this thing as an older guy. Uh, but it's all an exploration of uh, this man and this woman and mm-hmm. his wife who've been in love for 44 years and been together for 44 years. Uh, there was drama in the past um, that gets alluded to through conversation and some and weird flashbacks that Sarah Pauly does as the director. But um, she ha- is getting Alzheimer's. So they have to move her into a facility. Okay. Um, and she... In her Alzheimer's state, where she doesn't know she's married, she ends up starting a new relationship with someone there. So when he shows up, he kind of is shocked to discover that she's um, has no memory of him and is starting somewhat of a new relationship with a guy there. That's who Michael Murphy plays. And it's the process of her going through Alzheimer's and occasionally coming back to remembering him and him having to negotiate the situation that is devastating him from the inside out. But he also feels an incredible amount of guilt for the times in the past where he had betrayed her uh, with another woman or Mm -hmm. had not really made her the focus of his life or had like, you know, and so he feels like this is a punishment, but in fact, it's just a situation that is happening and, the negotiation that they both have to go through uh, in the movie as a progressive dude, it's heartbreaking. It is fucking devastating to watch. And this is um, something that uh, after it was over, I turned to my girlfriend and I was just like, please don't get this, please God. And if I ever get this, just put me out of my misery because it's, you hear people talk about Alzheimer's and how it devastates them. And of course, notebook did that, but to a way more cheesier extent, this is actually what it would be like step by step through the process. Uh, and it's incredibly well-directed film from Sarah Polly. So, you know, um, if you haven't seen it, I recommend it. I have not. I looked up Gordon Pinsett and uh, yeah, it's been in a couple of things that I have seen, but it, you know, oh. pillars of the earth I watched. Yeah. Um, and a couple of things like, Oh yeah. I, I mean, he looks kind of familiar. Yeah. He has that one of those faces, right, Matt? Like you, when I was rewatching it again today, I was like, how come I feel like I've seen this guy in a million things. Yet I look at his resume and I don't they think don't I've seen know anything. Thing. Yeah, I don't think I've seen him in anything uh, except this movie, you know. But uh, he, his work in the film is okay. just as great as Julie Christie's. Um, and, of course, uh, it's just, I don't know. All I can tell you is it's devastating. Uh, and I had to put it on the top five of my list. So that's where it landed. If you haven't seen it, ladies and gentlemen, I absolutely recommend it. Um, all right, what's your three, man? Uh, my three, you're going to love this. Okay. Is Rango. <laughs> All right. So here's Leave it my. To you to find a way to put this fucking movie on the list. Go well, ahead. Here is my justification Johnny Go Depp ahead. is 48. Oh, so okay. it's like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. I don't know about that. Ned Beatty's in it. Big part. Mm-hmm. Alfred Molina. Mm-hmm. Stephen Root, who was 60 when they mm-hmm. recorded this. Ray Winstone. Harry Dean Stanton. Mm-hmm. Bill Nye. And Ian Abercrombie, like there's still Blake Clark, who's an old man at this point. Uh, It's like 12 people deep of they're 65 and older. 
I'm pretty okay. sure this is not negated by Johnny Depp and Abigail Bresland when 78.3% of the cast is collecting AARP benefits. Fine. But I'll use the Matt Nost argument. Yeah, but there's small parts. Small parts in the case. They're all small parts. They're all small parts. Yeah, so you try to denigrate about Schmidt saying it was all small parts. Same thing here. But well, but the difference is Schmidt is moving from point A to point B, so you don't have any time with these characters, whereas they they all live. All these characters stay from point A to point Z at the very end. Uh So you have more time as you develop with them. And then there's even more older actors that come in to do voice other characters from like the hillbilly rodents that come in and yeah that guy's great there's so many older actors and actresses working in this the sheer number and then depp who's the focus is 48 so he's pushing he's skirting the line of where i set 50 wait he's 48 at the time or at the time of recording he's 48 at the time of recording now he's 58 or what was it 20 yeah 58 So okay, he wasn't some young pup either. I mean, forty-eight is not old, but it's not young. Isla Fisher is young. Abigail yeah, Isla Fisher. Timothy Oliphant is like also forty-nine sure, at this sure. point when they record it. Sure. But then look at the rest of that. It's like a murderer's row of actors that have been working in Hollywood for fifty years. That's true. Okay. All right. Let's keep going. Go ahead. I did my yeah. research. I'm not bullshitting. <laughs> I'm not just putting this on to put it on. It's got a couple young actors, but at the same time, it's got a sure. preponderance of people who are minimum 60 years old. Like Stephen Root is 60 when they recorded this. Oh, yeah. So you're an older slash skirting the line of elderly at that point. Yeah, certainly. May not want to agree to that. I know I won't at the time. That's fine. <laughs> we can all lie to ourselves. Um, but Rango's great. I mean, it's come up a bunch of other times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Rango. It's so good. Yeah. Wow. The inventiveness of all the different characters, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. thought and process of constructing how haggard living under just this dry, intense sun would be to all these. Like, they all wear the battle scars of living in the desert differently. Yep. Yep. And here comes Rango kind of strolling into their world. But even the small little things, the Bill Nye uh, rattlesnake, basically hitman character, but yeah. the rattle in the end is the revolver. <laughs> going around it's like that's a that's a beautiful choice yeah um and it, i i appreciate that on top of the story and how fun it is and mm-hmm. all the different characters but the time and care that went into it overall they really thought about and planned this out from point a to b uh Furbinski was on top of his game so he was no doubt about it no doubt about it um all right so what's your number two then because we already did my three uh my two is the hateful eight Wow. All right. All right. Bruce Stern. All right. Bruce Stern. Kurt Russell is 65 or so when they record this. Uh, You got Samuel Jackson, who's in his 60s when they do this. Sure, sure. Uh, Jason Lee. Jennifer Jason Lee's in her late mid to late 50s when they do this. Okay. Uh, Tim Roth is in his mid to late 50s when they do this. Literally, it's 50s. Goggins, Goggins, I think in his late thirties, but uh, Mm -hmm. Tatum is the youngest at 30 or 32, I think. Mm -hmm. But his part is so tiny. Michael Madsen's like 55. Damien Bashir. Where's Damien Bashir? How old is he? He's born in 63. So this came out in 2012. It came out later than 2012, didn't it? 
2015. Sorry about that. 2015. So 63. So he's 52. 52. Michael Madsen. 55 ish. I'm checking 56. your math here. Checking your math. Go right yeah. ahead. Certainly. Go right ahead. Certainly he's 58 ish. Jennifer Jason Lee is not, though. She's like 52 when this comes out. Oh, 50. I thought she was like 55. No, she was born in 62. So she's like, what, 50? She's 55 then, right on the money. How are you say 55? Came out 2015. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. 53. Yeah, 53. Um, 17 all right. Head. All right. Kurt Russell's in his 60s. Bruce sure. Dern is what? No. Mid to late 70s. Sam Jackson's in his 60s. Tim Roth is uh, 54. 54. All right, man. It's a bunch of people in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and given where Bruce Dern's at, maybe 80s. Okay. Knock yourself out, man. It's a wide cast. It's a, I think if you skip past the first 40 ish minutes, I think it is, it is pitch perfect. I like the previous 40. I just, I think where the story goes from there is where it takes off for me. And the the slow buildup doesn't work as well for me. I think if you cut off the Channing Tatum stuff, it's great. If you cut off the okay. Channing Tatum stuff, it's great. So, yeah. that's what I would say. The Sam Jackson to Bruce Dern is probably mm-hmm. my favorite part. Mm-hmm. That is brutal. Yep. Uh, and it's awesome. Yeah, it's a good film. We've talked about it a number of times, certainly. Um, and Ennio Morricone winning the Oscar for the first time, I think, ever as a composer for the work he did on Which is film. ridiculous. It is, yes, it is very ridiculous. But welcome to the Oscars. Sometimes that happens. Pacino wins for Son of a Woman, you know? Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, Um, Denzel wins for Training Day. Right, right, right. A lot of people feel it's deserved. I I think that was more so we should have already given you two of these by now. Color of Money with Paul Newman. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So many of them, for sure. But yeah, good movie. Love it. It's a Western. Really enjoy it. Talk about a a movie, uh, uh, talking, a lot of talking in the movie. This is certainly yet another Tarantino film where there is a lot of talking in the movie. But some of those action sequences are certainly very brutal when they happen to break up the... Well, it's the, uh, still Tarantino. Yeah. Dude, when he when Kurt Russell drinks that poison shit, starts, oh, my God, it's fantastic. I love that him breaking that uh, guitar. Yeah. Jennifer Jason Lee's reaction to it is real because that was an antique guitar that I believe Kurt Russell didn't know that it was. He just thought it was some set piece, and it was. there's only so many left. And you just destroyed one of the only left in the world. <laughs> and he didn't know. So her reaction, like, oh my God, it was great for the character. And it's also the real. Yeah. That's, yes, that was insured for how many ever millions of dollars, but technically it's priceless. Well, that's why you have uh, insurance. Yeah. <laughs> for that situation. Um, all right. Cool. Yep. Yeah, great film. Absolutely. That's your number two. Is that correct? Yeah, that's my two. Okay. So then my two is the uh, putt from earlier, The Irishman, which we were getting into and talking about. Wow. All the way to two. Oh, I love this movie. I love The Irishman. I've seen it three times now, all the way through. Um, it's one of those films. I just he, Scorsese creates a world you just want to live in. If you're into his stuff, you can live in his worlds mm-hmm. for as long as those movies lasts, last. Rather, uh, Casino is another one that I'll absolutely sit down and watch whenever it's on. And this one, because I have it in Criterion, I just occasionally put it on and just enjoy the film. Uh, and I like the work. I might even put it on after we're done recording this. Uh, I got a few hours to kill while I'm working on other things. And I just enjoy revisiting the work that uh, De Niro does here, Pacino mm-hmm. does here, um, and Harvey Keitel and Pesci. Pesci is really 
the reason I watch the film. Like I know De Niro's good, hundred percent, but but Pesci's just it's all dude, Pesci. He's just one of these guys, man. Now him in his prime, I could believe could get Anne Margaret. Absolutely, absolutely, I could believe it because he's got that confidence within himself when he when he's on screen that you just can't resist. Um, but yeah, really good, damn good film. And you have younger Osipan and Paquin and and what have you, but yeah, uh, yeah kind of Ale, but yeah, but I think because it's so much of three of them, and you you pepper in Harvey Keitel and a couple other people, yeah, yeah, like it, it's an ensemble, and we're focusing on three gentlemen who are in their seventies. Yeah, yeah, and Stephen Graham is in that uh, in a smaller part mm-hmm. there as well. He's great. So yeah, overall fantastic film. Um, and I know people bash it all the time. But I know when I walk, I, I didn't piss once in the movie theater when I saw that thing. I didn't even think about it when I was watching it because I was so engrossed in what Scorsese had done. With yeah. Movie, so. hey, with a long film, though, to some people, the because it's never not going to be long, it's never going to be acceptable. Yeah, true. Just the idea Very of true. having to sit down for that long, it's never justifiable yeah. for a movie for, to them. And, you know, to each their own. You never don't mind, enjoy it. Never mind that some of the classics are almost yeah. three hours long. I agree. Sometimes They'll, I think those are justified, and other times I agree with them. Like, that shouldn't have been three hours. They'll sit through Endgame, though, won't they? They'll sit through a two hours and 45 minutes of Endgame. But God forbid you sit through three hours of Irish. Well, bright colors, loud sounds, explosions. Some of those others are people yeah. staring at each other for 15 seconds, and that happens 42 times in that movie. It's true. And that's why they're like, what is this is taking forever? And the other one is... Like just mm-hmm. flashing uh, uh, lights in your eyes at all times. Absolutely. Just constant stimulation. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So then what's your what's your what's your one? Well, I know what your one is. Wow, really? Number one? Oh yeah. Please. Yeah. Oh, please. Please. Everybody knows that I'm a stand for that one. Please. Um, I remember when you grew out that uh tribute mustache. It mm-hmm. was a thing of beauty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. I want to build that pool one day, please. Uh, <laughs> do you like oatmeal? Uh, I love oatmeal. It's good so for you. I. Oatmeal good is good. You. It is good. I was thinking about plain oatmeal. oatmeal. No, thank you. I do no, have, thank to have you. a little, no. little something on there. Yeah, please. Yeah. I'm not a Puritan. You know what I mean? I, exactly. It's fine. It's fine. Just eat sawdust while you're at it. Yeah. You know, yeah. some things in life that's it's weird that they get banned. Anyway, exactly. my number one is Lincoln. <sighs> all right go ahead once again everybody is pretty not much not everybody joseph gordon levin isn't okay that's fine joseph gordon levin is not yeah. would you like me to look up i look this up no i don't I, i'll look it up you don't need to look it up you're fine i'll give it to you i'll give it to you let's see david Strathern, old yes James yes. Spader. Sally Field, old. Yeah, of Al course, Holbrook, Sally Field. old. Spader's like 52 or four in this, uh, doing this. Tommy Lee Jones, yeah, old. John Hawks, late 40s. Right. Bruce McGill, late 50s. Old. Jack uh, Jackie Earl Haley is actually like 54 when they did this. Sure, sure. Looks about right. Tim Blake Thank Nelson you. in his, I think, early 50s. Okay. Uh, Lee Pace, young. Jared Harris, yeah, young. Yeah, Jared Harris, old. What? How dare you? How old do you think Jared Harris is? Oh, you're right. He's born in 61. Wow. 1961. Exactly. Right. So he's right. he's in his 50s. Yeah. He's, he's 60 years old right now. So he's in his mid-50s when they make True. this? True. 
Uh, yeah, 2012. So nine years. Okay, ago. nine years ago. Yeah. So. All right. So 51. Lee Pace Young. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Jeremy Strong. Oh, Jeremy Strong's in this. I forget about that. Okay. Walton Goggins in here again. There you Tiny go. role, but yeah. He wants David. to be the post uh, general of a territory, I think, in Ohio. Wow. David Oyelowo. Interesting. Shit, man. This is like a timepiece looking at the actors that are in this. Is that Adam? Adam Driver is in this fucking movie. Yeah, he plays a uh, um, wow. Morse code operator, one of those uh, those people that oh, send yeah. out and decode the messages. And Day-Lewis turns to him because he asks Day-Lewis a question. And Day-Lewis, right. uh, I think, gives him the Pythagorean theorem yeah, speech at that point. That speech, right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's a wow. tiny part. But, I mean, everybody else that you're focusing on is Day-Lewis, Strather, and Sally Field. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's... Tommy Lee Jones is leading the other faction. It's a, uh, of people that are trying to get it ratified as well. Yeah. So okay. you're spending time with 60 and 70 year olds pretty much. True. True. Uh, during the gist of the movie. I'm a big fan. I think it's perfect. I understand everything that uh, the flaws that, uh, that people bring up that exist for them. I don't sure. care for me of course, because of course. I don't have the slightest clue what Abraham Lincoln sounded like, but now I can't not imagine Daniel Day-Lewis's version, and that to me seemed genuine, honest, real. The closest approximation you come up with, I was blown away. Yeah. Uh, so. Okay. My number one. Let's get to your number one. We all know what it is. Mustache it's, zone. It's cocoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's cocoon. Diabetes. Diabetes. Uh, no, Wilford Brimley, um, Don Amici, Hume Cronin. Uh, Jessica Tandy. Jessica Tandy. And is it uh, uh, Plowright? The other, not Joan Plowright, but the, or, no, wait, which am I thinking? One of the Redgraves, maybe? I don't know. Let me see. Hold on. Let me bring it up here. Directed by Ron Howard, 1985 yep. film. Uh, Maureen Stapleton, one of the Stapleton sisters, right? Gene Stapleton, the other. And Gwen Verdon, who's in there as well. Gwen Verdon, some of you who watched, uh, what was the one on FX? Uh, with uh, Michelle Williams as her and uh, Sam Rockwell as Bob Fosse. Fosse Verdon. Yes. Oh, Fosse Verdon, yeah. That's Gwen Verdon is in this movie. So you can see the real life Gwen Verdon <laughs> in this movie. And she's, of course, a dance teacher. Uh, but yeah, uh, basically these, and Brian Dennehy is in this as well. He's an older yeah. dude. Steve Gutenberg. Uh, basically these aliens uh, have uh, the secrets of the fountain of youth. These old dudes discover it when they jump into this pool that contains alien cocoons. And they come out, and they're younger. And, of course, they aged up Wilford. They aged up uh, a couple of the guys, or Michi and and, uh, and uh, Hume Cronin. They didn't have far to go to age him up, but they did uh-huh. age him up a little bit. So is that, it Dimichi to out? his friends? Is that what it is? That's a Don Amici. No, you said Dimichi. Oh, Dimichi. Sorry. Man, I like it, though. Amici. Amici. Because <laughs> uh, I think Don Amici, is he not Latino? I don't think uh, what's his face is Latino um, Cesar Romero, but I don't. Think yeah, for Michi. sure. Cesar Romero is, but I thought Don Amici was now you're making him almost Italian. Oh no. His nickname was the Latin lover. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess he was fair enough. So, yeah. He's, he was born Dominic Felix, Felix Amici in Kenosha, Wisconsin. So there you go. Um, yeah. And so basically they do that. So they come out of the pool and they're like, embracing their new approach to life. They have more energy. So once again, a treatise about how to enjoy the latter years of your life. But of course, 
what they're doing is sucking the life force out of these aliens by going in the pool. Mm-hmm. And so three people, three or four people is fine. It's when the other older people at that nursing home discover the secrets because they let one of their chatty, bitchy friends uh, uh, have access to the pool. And he, of course, turns it on them and claims they're being selfish and what have you. Um, then everyone else finds out and they storm the pool and that almost uh, kills the aliens. And so it's about like kind of this interesting negotiation of how to. Yeah, really but then it ends up it's robbing them of their lives. Yeah, is exactly. it not by them? Yeah. You know, they're absorbing a little bit of the energy that the right the cocoons are giving off. Right, but it's yeah, a I very just don't know how often I rewatch it, but it's a good movie. It is a damn good movie. It's a very sweet story. Some mm-hmm. you know some real stakes in the film as well, and some great interactions with everybody involved. And I just I don't know. You know, people need to appreciate these older actors when they do great work. For God's sakes, there's a reason they became uh, successful. So there you go. That's what I'll say. That's my number one. Very true. Um, all right, so there's our separate top 10 older actor ensemble movies. We're going to put this all together, this list together, and see where we come out on the other side. Uh, there are no bongos yet. Um, I got to send that link over to Jay Golden Eyes for God's sakes to get him to send us a bong, some bongos. But I also got to get a P.O. box. By the way, P.O. boxes, I went and looked, Matt. That shit's expensive. I thought it was going to be like five bucks a month. It's like 15 bucks a month where we, where we went. Uh, at uh, the postal annex, it was like 140, 150 for the year. Seems a lot. I'm just saying, seems a lot. It is. <laughs> so if anybody, I've um, had them before. It is right. So if anybody is working in a place and get me a good discount, please give me a call. <laughs> Maybe that'll work. Good luck. I, I, I imagine we have somebody that works within that field somewhere. Come on. Um, I don't want to do the post office one too because I don't really trust the post office with this kind of shit. Um, all right, okay, so well, let's let's put this together. All right, so cocoon, you have one, I have nine. Yeah, I think the old man is three fourths. I think that makes oh, okay. Irishman is two six. So yeah, yeah, that beats one nine. Mm-hmm. I would take cocoon. And I don't know if we have anything else in common. No, I don't think we do. All right. So I got my number one, which is Lincoln. So are we going to hold off on Irishman till later? Or did you put it on there already? Already on there. It's number two. Cause we have okay. that is, is two, six, right? That's where what? you had it too. Where's cocoon. Cocoon is three. Okay. Yeah. You got your one, put it on there. I also have my two, the hateful eight. Go ahead. My one, two and three are on there already. So. Okay, then that's my three rainbow, six, number seven. I got my five is my next. Four is my next, away from her. All right. Five? I have the best exotic Marigold Hotel. What do you have? Steel Magnolias. Yeah, I got to give the Steel Magnolias over best exotic Marigold. How many have we got left? Two left. So then it would be best exotic. Now we have one left. All right, I have my six old man and the gun. Give you your six. Uh, best exotic marigold hotel. I think that's what it's called. Sorry, man. Yeah. Let me take a look real quick. Six. Uh, my six old man and the gun. Old man and the gun. It is. Yes, the best exotic marigold hotel. That is the name of it. All right, good to go. 
All right, here we go. The top 10 older actor ensemble movies, yeah. At number 10, Old Man and the Gun. At number nine, The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. At number eight, Steel Magnolias. At number seven, Away From Her. At number six, Rango. At number five, The Hateful Eight. At number four, Lincoln. At number three, Cocoon. In the deuce spot, The Irishman. And our number one older actor movie ensemble is Grumpy Old Men. Burgess Meredith, we hardly knew ye. Uh, Great stuff, Matt. A lot of good movies that we haven't talked about before for multiple decades. So a lot of fun to put this list together for sure. Yeah, and venture down into uh, uh, different discussions that we haven't had before or movies that have maybe only come up once. Uh, Quite possibly. It's always good when we get that in. Um, So thanks to everybody that uh, uh, joined along with us this week. We appreciate it. If you want to uh, let us know what you thought of the show, head over to any of our social media. It's at Top 10 Show on Twitter or on Instagram and uh, YouTube. It is forward slash the top 10 podcast uh, with the number 10. And uh, there we go. You can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost and uh, check out Settle the Score and Dropping Dimes. And that is it for me. There you go. Uh, yeah, you can follow me at the Roca says on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, don't forget to uh, uh, subscribe to our Patreon as well. Patreon.com slash the top 10. Go see all the multiple tiers. You can be a part of, be a part of Topic Thunder. And I'm sure Golden Ticket, uh, the second season is on the horizon. So for those of you who enjoyed it last year um, and for those of you who watched it but didn't get a chance to participate, now's the time to become a $10 patron so you can be in the mix to be part of it when we start to put this on down the road later on this year. So, uh, or yeah, this year, or, or is it next year we're starting? Is that correct? This year will be the second season? Right, we'll figure, we haven't we'll set a date. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But yeah, you want to get into it. Now is the time. Um, if you want to head on over to my YouTube channel as well, youtube.com slash John Roca says, see all the stuff we're doing there. We're focusing more on entertainment stuff on that channel. Now we've kind of, we put the politics show to bed. So we're just focusing more on entertainment stuff, pro wrestling, and a little bit of sports as well. So come head over there as well. And for every one of our fans who wasn't ageist and listened to this episode, thank you. Thank you very much. Tell your other fellow top 10 fans who didn't listen to it because they're ageist to not be ageist and listen to this episode. I thought it was a damn good episode. Um, And I think that's it. Yeah, Matt? Damn straight. (laughs) All right. Take care of yourselves. Be well. And we'll talk to you next time on another brand new episode of the top 10. Ooh.